Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. I love how spaces can influence our creativity. Pioneer Courthouse Square in Portland, Oregon has impacted many people, especially past guests of Getting Work to Work. Jack Kent once saw a man in a llama walking through the square at night and would turn that moment into a book cover for sketchy people. Bill Will, a conceptual sculptor and installation artist, created a public art installation during the pandemic to promote safe gatherings in a public space. Today, my guests are here to talk about PDX Live, a series of concerts in the heart of the city, and how creativity can be a reinvestment in the city and help revitalize downtown. Lindsay Gay is the Director of Operations at Pioneer Courthouse Square. Trevor Solomon is the Lead Talent Buyer at True West. Together, we are ready to discuss creativity, collaboration, the challenges of managing events for an entire city block, and the joys of people watching. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 718. Well, I thought I would ask this question of each of you just to introduce who you are and then the answer to the question of what are you endlessly curious about? And we'll go ahead and start with you, Lindsay. Um, I'm Lindsay Gay. I'm the director of operations here at Pioneer Courthouse Square, which is a nonprofit that kind of manages a city block um, and has a wide variety of what we do (laughs) for that city block. But um, we can dive into some of that later. But uh, what are you endlessly curious about? That is a very large question. I feel like more and more, it's just what gets people to tick. Like, why? Like, you see folks doing something and you're like, huh, why? Or like, just also realizing like background and how you were brought up affects so much of like your day to day and how you see the world and all the things. So it's just kind of trying to like understand that and just, I think, interacting with so many different people on a different each year, just doing events and planning them, what people are passionate about, kind of just finding that out and helping them through, create a moment with all of that. So that's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's a huge question. Yeah. That's a great answer though, because I yeah. imagine when you're overseeing an entire city block, you see a lot of what were they thinking? Um, yeah. You get a lot of that. And just, I don't know, like Instagram and things like someone will make like a post something and then I'm just go scroll through comments, just see like, how you guys all worked? And just, it's kind of very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I don't comment. Yeah. I just see. <laughs> entertaining is probably the right word for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Trevor, how about you? Uh, my name is Trevor Solomon. I am the senior talent buyer for True West Presents. And I am curious what people listen to musically. I mean, because that's part of my job, but I'm always interested to see what, you know, gets people to tick when it comes to music. And, you know, I've I've met people who are like, oh, I'm not interested in music. And I'm like, well, that's sort of bizarre because it's like everybody is interested in some type of music. And maybe they're not. And even that is more curious to me. But I mean... As a person who is booking shows and trying to get people to come out to shows, I'm very always interested to see what music people are interested in. Yeah. What music are you interested in right now? 
Right now, it varies. I mean, there's this guy, Corey Hansen, that nobody will know of. He's in a band called Wand. He put out a record. Um, I can't probably even say the, the title of the record, but it's really good record. And it's like, you know, he he just is fascinating to me because he's pushing elements that are beyond my imagination. And like this band, The Arm, just put out a good record. But then there's this country artist, Zach Bryan, who I find to be like next level, almost you know, you could almost use the word Springsteen-like in a world that not many people are being able to create to that world. Wow. So, you know, for me, it, it honestly, it's week to week. <laughs> That's fair. That's awesome. I love the cross-section of interests that we have in this conversation right now, because it looks like you both have such wide range of interests, and yet you come together and and put these events on and what what is that alchemy between the two of you between your two organizations like in my belief i think that you know me and lindsay have a good working relationship and the fact that we work together oh i gotta date myself now so that was 2014 I think. almost 14 years ago yeah <laughs> well, 14 years ago so we worked together i went to her to work on music fast northwest because it was an idea we had to come to Pioneer Square. I think she was in the similar role that she is in now. It worked really well where we all, and you know, we there were certain factors. There was a person in charge for production over there who was a little bit more like, I don't know if this could work. He was a little bit more old school. We needed somebody to sort of have a vision and believe in our vision. Lindsay believed in our vision. It worked. I came back from a job in Boston. We were trying to think about outdoor events. I literally emailed info at Pioneer Square. <laughs> the same person whose phone his numbers in my phone pops up calling me. And I was like, oh, it's the same person. That's funny. <laughs> and, you know, it was timing because the sort of city that city needed it. It was like post COVID. They needed a little bit more you know, maybe energy to the square and a little bit more events because during everything during COVID, it was weird. So it was, it's always been a very good uh, complimentary relationship. I would absolutely second that. Like, I feel like we talked and it, like we reunited to last year. I think you call like we talked and it was like, yeah. I'm still here. I'm the director of operations now, not the event director, but like, and then it was like, ah, oh, this makes it so much easier. And so it's just like the, we want to see things happen. And I feel like the city needed a splash in a good way. And this is a splash, like the series is the splash that I think the city needed because it does have those ripple effects that will spill off the block in a positive way. And so it was just, yeah, kind of on the heels of COVID, just like, how can we do this? And like, I don't know, I always say I like to come from a place of yes. Mm -hmm. figure out if it's a good idea yeah let's let's do it and then work back way backwards to see how how can we get there how can we break this down to do it safely how can we make people comfortable with getting back down here like just how and I feel like True West is a great partner in that sense it's like kind of think similarly like no we can do this and then it's just like making sure the right minds are in the room to kind of break it all down and make it practical and make it a thing yeah so they're great partners to have for sure 
What I love about that too is it provides a blueprint for other collaborations for people maybe who aren't used to collaborating on a, I mean, on the scale that you're collaborating, you're, you're overseeing a city block, but there's something about this camaraderie and this mutual what if, mm-hmm. and like, if Lindsay, if you ask, what if we did this, Trevor's like, yeah, this is how we could do it. And vice versa. It has to create this amazing energy in the room. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I don't know if in other businesses they do this. And I honestly don't really think of myself being a business person because I've literally been, uh, doing the same thing I've been doing since I'm 24 and I get to book bands. So I think it's like a hobby that I get to do every day and I get paid for. Um, so I'm a very lucky person in that regard. I, but I told a friend of mine this years ago when we were working on something on the East coast, but I believe it's the same thing in very similar situation. Anybody could create a reality. You just have to want to do it and really put the energy into it. Wow. 100%. That's a mic drop moment right there. I know. And we're done. And we're done. Well, I mean, but I think it's true. It's just like everybody talks about it, but it's just like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, what do you want to do? And it's just like, how do you create this thing? And I was booking Weezer on the East Coast, and a friend of mine was like, we're not going to get it done. I was like, your show's in Alabama. My show's in Boston. We're a week apart. That's literally a whole routing for them. If you send your offer and I send my offer, we created a reality for Weezer to do this. A week later, they confirmed. So it's like, that's how it's sort of like I got this mindset. And it's sort of like with Pioneer Square. We call Lindsay. Hey, we have this thing we want to do. And like, we're learning how to do this with them. And like, you know, it's definitely a partnership because like the first year we had a certain business model. Next year, we've changed the business model a little bit. And by that, we are learning how to make this a better and more um, vibrant situation for, you know, the city and for both businesses. Totally. I feel like we just keep refining, like, just if all events that come through the square that are annual events and this i think is going to hopefully be continue to be an annual thing that keeps go- going but it's just like you constantly like look at different ways to how do we improve how do we level it up one more level like how can we just keep making this a better experience for all that are coming and attending and so you know it's been last year i feel like Trevor and his team kind of get Grease's kids on the production side and we kind of help spoon feed to the city and reach out to the different public safety partners and the different city officials and folks just to make sure we're good. We're doing this. This is a great impact. That's You know, so we both kind of have our lane while cross pollinating, obviously. But like, I think it's it works really well that we can each kind of tackle our side and do it. And I feel like True West does it well. Right. So like. It's finding those partners who do things well and then doing what we do well and each of us coming to the table, owning our piece and then just adding on and keep it going. And yeah, so I think that that definitely helps make it a smooth ride for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of Portland being an epicenter of creativity. And so from like a broad Let's we'll say it like at the broad level of creativity. How would you describe that creativity 
that that emanates from the square when these events are happening i just feel like it creates a buzz like i don't you know like you can feel it when you're down there and in the at the shows i feel like like i attended flaming lips and that was amazing like just they're true artists and they can put on a show like no other right like giant balloons floating through the air confetti galore like props galore like but even if it's a more simplified setup i feel like the square is an intimate space and i think just like the buzz that it creates and then spills off you get all those people having a wonderful time like you saw some of the posts on instagram and the stories and all the things and it's just people then trickling that out to other areas of their life talking about it and then getting other people to think creatively too like hey they did this giant concert series maybe i can't do that but maybe i do want to bring my walk through the square you know like however and it just gets people thinking of the space in a different way too that's not just here's a canopy that's the only thing that's you know like here's a vendor booth i don't know i think it's one of the most um natural and most beautiful amphitheaters in america that people don't pay attention to and by what i mean by that is you have natural built-in sound with all the buildings around so everything sounds perfect within the bowl itself because it's naturally amplified and then i have managers who come in from out of town who all go i would do this absolutely again and granted there are challenges there's no parking down there for bands you know this it's definitely a tinier setup but i think to offset that you have such you know there is a beauty to downtown and you see the beauty of downtown and to portland per se with the layout and then you know you have all that and then just add at eight o'clock at night you're going to have a courthouse and you have the building behind both light up i mean it's sort of like it, you know, it's it's not Red Rocks. It's not the Gorge. Okay, that's, you know, beautiful, natural settings that are, like, built into America. But I do think for Portland, it's definitely it's significant in that it is a beautiful, you know, setting that people should take more advantage of. Yeah. I love the idea of thinking bigger like maybe you can't put on a, a concert event but learning how to see the space learning how to adapt your creativity to the space how has this work influenced your own creativity to not only adapt but to think beyond just the space for us it's just you know how big of a band can we put in there you know or how big of an event can we do I think it just depends on who we can get buy-in from. And that's the whole thing. In our industry, everybody's reluctant at first. And obviously so, because, you know, they don't know, they're unsure, what is this situation? But as time goes on, I think you're going to see the significance of bands and the significance of the series grows. Mm -hmm. Because I've said this to Lindsay, and I believe this. I think this is a 20-year series. I think PDX Live will be something that somebody will be talking about 20 years down the road. I hope to still be part of it, but I do believe that because I think it's a huge piece to what Portland is. And just like the Mayor's Ball, 
Music Fest Northwest, North by Northwest. I think these pieces are very big pieces to Portland, and they're going to hopefully be a significant piece for the future and that people will be talking. I have the same hope for our 20 years. <laughs> I know. Who knows? Maybe we'll still be here. I've been here 13, so it's 20 more. <laughs> but no, I totally agree. And I think having partners like True West, I think, helps make that an easier ride and a more practical, like, seeing that longevity of it. And I think having that dedication and passion too, to like, no, we, this is our little baby. Let's like, let's nurture this thing and get it to like, get its legs and get it out there, you know? Cause like it came during a time on the heels of COVID. You're like, what is, what are, what are events anymore? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> so I think having that ability to adapt and continue to grow and just keep the creativity flowing and trying to get those bigger bands or whatever it be, or how can we add more seats? How can we add capacity? Can we shut down streets around? Like, what does that look like? Yes, we're surrounded by Max on three sides, but like, what about Broadway? Like, how can we just keep this building? Do you have mini series over at Director Park a block away? Like, who knows? Like, what can we do? We have artist performances in KGW studio that's here on the square. Like, how can we just keep building and building that? Just go keep that going. Um, and just for like, just different events in general. I don't know. It's just creating a space that folks want to keep coming back to and giving them reasons as to why they want to be here, why it matters, why you care about your city, you know, like all the people coming to the shows, they're helping reinvest and re revitalize our city. Like every single ticket purchased is not lost. Like I spoke at a travel conference on a panel and it was just like, come buy the ticket, support the events, like whether it be PDX Live or coming to India Festival that's been here for 27 years. Like it's come, be a part, like make the experience because um, it matters. It's the people that come and are part of the place, which is also makes the square such a unique place. It being the city's living room is what kind of we catchphrase it as, you know, it's a, and just the series too, it feels like a concert in the middle of the city. Like he's saying like, yes, Red Rocks and the Gorge, all naturally beautiful. It feels like this feels weird but it feels really special and cool, right? Like, it's just kind of like in the middle of the city, open air. Like It's you very know. Europe. Yeah, very totally. Europe. Like, it just has a different vibe and a different feel, which makes it special, I think, too. Yeah, yeah you, it seems like you would see this in, like, some small town in Italy. I love that. What I love about it, too, Lindsay, is, is as you're describing how it affects the city post-COVID, I mean, Portland has been in the news for a lot of negativity. <laughs> and so it's awesome to see <laughs> how you're able to kind of put a better spin on what's actually happening, the beauty that's happening, the art, the creativity. As people go to these events and it trickles out, how is that changing the perception of Portland? I mean, I know we have Nordstrom on our west, the west side of us, and we've heard that their sales go up exponentially, like when concerts are happening, when events are happening. We know like parking garages get full of people, you know, transit goes up. I think Tryman even did a little cute podcast or a little video on Instagram being like, take transit to the concert, you know, just like it just ups the game for everybody. And I think like we like I kind of said before, we're trying to get that give the people coming that experience, that positive experience that, because, you know, a lot of people have seen the stories, they've seen the news, they've read the things, they have this perception of what that is. And if they don't live down here and aren't entrenched in it every day, um, 
they have their own vision of what that is. And so getting them to change that perception, um, I think is huge. And having them walk away with a really positive experience and a time to remember, I feel like music connects you and it makes you, you know, you hear the song on the radio and they'll think back to their moment, you know, like they'll think back to that time and reflect positively on it. So, I mean, it, it, there is, you know, we have those conversations with public safety partners and the city officials ahead of time to be like, hey, we're welcoming all these people down here. We got to up our game on surrounding the square, too. So it's kind of a group wide effort. <laughs> yeah, that sometimes can be challenging to navigate, but it's getting and I think the success of the series, too, and it continues to be successful, I think people listen more too. <laughs> yeah. And kind of to the needs and the what's helping the overall. And I think you can't deny that it's a driving factor of greatness for our city. I love that phrase, the driving factor of greatness. <laughs> yeah. I agree that the event is helping bring business to downtown. And you know, I just think that it's it's one of those events that, you know, people, yes, were a little afraid and probably still are to come downtown and they need some prodding to do so. If then, if this is the prodding that helps, awesome. It just comes back to, I think, the underlying theme of this conversation is the power of music to reinvent our biases, to open us to new experiences, to, you know, connect with the people around us. I mean, that's just amazing. What are some of the musical acts this year that have been doing that? Well, I mean, you know, you could go over every night. Mountain Goats, John Darnell was from here. So he talked about walking, going to see movies at the Guild Theater. And then, you know, being so close to Pioneer Square. So, you know, to him, there was a connection there. Viva Juby was the youngest audience we've ever had. And, you know, really connected with a young audience that showed up early to stand in line. And, you know, it was very powerful to watch all these young, predominantly women come to a show. It's so interesting, just all of the things that you probably have to juggle when you're putting on a concert like this or an event like this. Like you've alluded to some of the challenges, but I mean, how do you manage those challenges and then keep that enthusiasm to move forward? You take each one as they come uh, and don't try to go down rabbit holes. But I'm lucky that like I we have a small staff. We're four people in an office that manage a whole city block and it is a wild time. Um, but I think being able to bounce issues and problems and things off the whole office and be like, okay, how do we want to tackle this? And who should we reach out to? And each of us kind of have our own set of connections within the office. So it's like, okay, I'll go here and you go here. However, whatever it be, as they kind of, kind of come kind of at us. Um, and then also having like true us as partners. Cause I feel like that takes half the load off of us. They're more production side of life. And we are more, where do you get your ticket? If we don't have the answer, you know, we'll reach out to True West, but we filled a lot of calls like ADA, I bought an ADA ticket. I meant to get general admission. What do I do? You know, is the band going? It's hot out. What do we do? And so it's just game planning each time, you know, we had 103 temperatures, 102. And it's like, 
what can we do? We have umbrellas. Let's put them out. Like, let's bring in misters. Let's put them out. Let's make a mister station so people can go get cooled down. I think the True West guys were awesome. They, like, got bottles of water and were, like, giving them out for free. So it's, like, not an obstacle for somebody. You know, we want to make sure it's a safe place for folks. And so it's just kind of taking each new situ, like, each new thing on, um, and just figuring out your way through it. Uh, and so I think having good groups of people to do that with, that can also carry some of the weight, I think helps. Because at the same time, like, while this is our big series, like, I still got a whole September calendar of events that are also wanting info and information. And like, you know, there's other things coming down the pipeline. Trevor's, you know, booking bands for next year. And who knows, you know, this artist got sick. What, you know, so it's like, just taking the challenges as they come. <laughs> Not to get too philosophical, but what do you think it is about the square that that people just connect with? Like I said, it's Portland's living room. I think people have this like sense of ownership of the space a little bit. Like we have 80,000 name bricks on the square that you you know that helped build the place back when it was uh, birthed in 84, right? So it's like People have this weird connection. They have some weird story connected to it. Um, we have board members that we'll talk about. I was a kid and I came down and I would get lunch at Nordstrom with my grandma. And then we would go over to Myron Frank and do some more shopping, you know, like, and we sat in the square and watched people or, you know, like just random stories that people have that connect them to the city and the space, I think is kind of also a unique thing. I think a, good majority of folks attending the shows were are from portland area but like we definitely have people calling and making you know like i got a hotel reservation is patty smith canceled tonight you know like people are coming from outside to here too so it's like i think you know they're you know they just they want to be in this space i think which is really cool what's some of the weirdest stories that you've heard about the square that have stuck with you weirdest yeah because you mentioned some weird stories <laughs> not just the shows <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if i can talk about some of them <laughs> well i don't know we just had this like the people that come and just yeah. have to feed the pigeons and you're like can you not feed the pigeons on the square because it's making a mess no you know i don't know there's so many weird things that happen there was a guy for the longest time I think of him often and he just came every single day for almost a year, stood in the middle of the square with like the end is coming, the end of the world is coming. And he had his little dog with him and he just stood there, wasn't saying much more than holding the sign and he would stand there for an hour and just be there. And I think that's also just what the space is. It's like it allows people to just be there sometimes. And so I remember we saw like, I don't know if it was Willamette Week or or going out, someone did a little cartoon of him and I was like the guy of a dog but sometimes they will think back and be like I wonder where that guy is like I wonder what that is and then we had like blue across the street who had just painted his whole body blue and oh, yeah. was wearing the blue cloak his real name's Michael lives out in Beaverton through the years I've got to talk with him I haven't seen him but I'm like where are you Mike like where are you like just but yeah some of this I don't know some of the crazy stuff it's just there's all sorts of different things yeah <laughs> talk to my boss who's been here longer than me and he's like there's a woman who would come and she would sit on the fountain every day and it's just like people have 
such a connection to the place, some folks that, you know, and some it's their first time. So it's trying to hopefully make it a good one. <laughs> well, I, I only asked that question because, you know, Portland, its whole vibe is keep Portland weird. But I think beyond just being weird, it allows people to be themselves mm-hmm. and to, you know, be themselves in a public space. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's that's an important aspect to it as well. Yeah. You know, I, I, our building, our office is across the square and up a little bit and we get to look down on a square. So it's always fun. I just randomly throughout the day or when I'm on the phone, I'll look out my window and just be like, what's, what's buddy doing over there? <laughs> Push-ups, you know, and your rollerblades. Great. Do you, bud? <laughs> Have a good time. Um, but yeah, so it's always just it's fun watching what takes place sometimes too. It's great people watching. Yeah. When you dream about the future of the square and the future like dream acts that you want to bring, what what does that look like from both of your perspectives? I don't know if I have a dream for certain acts. I do think multiple night shows would be something interesting to do. We tried that last year. Try to redefine that a little bit more in the future would be good. And you're making the same band multiple nights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, we, we could really expand here. I think the thing that I, I really liked about this year's lineup, and I want to continue to expand, is we had elements of all age spans. Biba Doobie was 14-year-old, you know, young ladies showing up shows, really sort of Taylor Swift moment. You know, she was on tour with Taylor Swift very similar genre and, you know, fandom. And then we had Patti Smith, which was, you know, mostly like 50 plus, you know, you had some young people, but it was a little bit older crowd. Now, granted that crowd, zero medical alerts that night, which was amazing seeing that it was a hundred degrees, but they're very good at taking care of themselves and drinking a lot of water. But I like the idea of expanding it. I think hip hop is something we could expand on in the future. I think EDM may be something we could look at. I I just have the belief that we will continue to grow. And as music grows, we will grow with it. Yeah. I mean, kind of similar. It's like, what can the space, who, what can we hold? Because I think, you know, you get a Beyonce, right? (laughs) I don't know if the space can accommodate that. I think it's street lighting, shutting the streets down around, you know, having big screens elsewhere. So it's like, but keeping it special, because I feel like an intimate, and what I mean by special is, I guess, like intimate, because I do feel like we're at the about 3000 capacity mark. We might be able to push it a little bit by doing a few other things. But I think that's also what creates the uniqueness of the series is it's not that big 70,000, 50,000, 20,000 show where you feel like a little sliver of that pie, you know, like you feel more invested in it and it feels like that much more of a unique experience so it's just trying to keep that vibe too i think is a special thing and not getting too big for our britches and always re- you know recognizing that we want to do it well you know like you don't want to kind of half-ass it <laughs> you know you want to do it well and you want to make it a good show and a good experience for folks so i think keeping that is also very important but i do think like trevor was saying um with hip hop, it's like expanding the variety of what can be here. And I think 
Portland has a good scene for music and a very eclectic scene that I think dipping our toe into different areas and maybe it'll hit, maybe it'll miss. Like, and it's just learning that and riding the wave of what makes sense for the space um, and that kind of community around it, you know, and just, yeah. I love that. Well, as you think about the events coming up, you know, this month and into the future, what message do you have for people who maybe are on the fence or don't know about what's going on? Why should I come? I think it's to reinvest in our downtown and to help revitalize and breathe that life that our city desperately needs. Like we need people back. We need people walking the streets, you know, eating at the restaurants, grabbing a beer at the whatever bar, like you spilled wine on your shirt, go get a new one (laughs) from Nordstrom's or something. You know, I think it's just getting people reinvested in the why the downtown matters, why our core matters. Because could you imagine that our city with no downtown, like what a sad vision that could be. And I think it's, it's the people that help bring that life, that uniqueness that keeps us weird, that keeps us moving, you know? I think it's just getting folks to attend all the different things. You know, we have Standard Volunteer Expo, which had like 115 nonprofits that are looking for volunteers, ways to like connect and engage and support their communities. Because I think, yeah, we're the epicenter, but, you know, each neighborhood, Portland has all these unique little neighborhoods. And so it's then taking that and putting it the life back into their own little neighborhood that then, okay, these three are close together. Let's come down to the square and do a bigger something together. You know, that sense of togetherness and that I think just our, our world is kind of lacking right now that I think is super important to just keep things healthy and vibrant. I think, you know, we got to come together and that's why I think this partnership is crucial too, because I think we're coming together. We're doing it. It's like, you're good at this. You're good at this. Let's make it, make it a big thing. You know, Trevor, any wisdom you'd like to leave with the audience? I just think that, um, you know, I appreciate the patrons that have come and look forward to the patrons that will come eventually and that um, embrace downtown a little bit, embrace your city. I think people have a lot of pride for Portland, as do I. And, you know, I think that um, we've seen the support and uh, I just, you know, I look forward to the future of it. Well, Lindsay... Trevor already answered this question, but is there an artist that's blowing your mind right now? I This is going to probably sound cliche, but I will say Taylor Swift. <laughs> Only yeah. because her freaking tour, I did not go to the show. I know lots that went. I have a little bit of FOMO, but just like it's just music in general that it can bring 70,000 people. Like, again, I go back to that. You feel like a sliver, but I feel like every single post I've seen, every person who has maybe doubted that wanted to go to the show and doubted like going and was like, is this really going to be this? And any person I talk to or I see, they're like, she is that like she delivers, she performs, she does it. I don't know. It's just like a whole different level scale, like just a master of her craft and not even just her being Taylor Swift or whatever. It's just being that dedicated to your cause and being that driven to like keep doing it and have then, yes, you keep working hard and you will see what it can do. I don't know. So that like kind of blows my mind that that many people, that many shows, that like just blows my mind that that some one person can have that kind of impact 
I mean, obviously it takes a village, but you know, I don't know. I think that it's, it's fascinating to me. I'm like, holy crap, she's really doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I imagine too, all the stories about how her tour has brought so much business to every city that it goes to. I mean, that has to really spur you on to think about what could it be for us? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much both for being on Getting Work to Work. It has been a pleasure talking with you both today. I hope people will check out PDX Live. I hope they'll go get some lunch in the square and uh, just enjoy a healthy dose of people watching. Thank you so much for having us. If you are in the Portland, Oregon area like I am, be sure to check out PDX Live and other ongoing events in Pioneer Courthouse Square. It truly is a great place in the city to people watch and enjoy everything Portland has to offer. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.